Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. The playoff brackets are set. Who's in and who's out? Coach Jimmy Maynard calls it a career, and Clay County comes up short at Gordonsville. From ucsportsnation.com, this is the High School Playbook. The Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. The high school football regular season is officially in the books. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. I'm Tom Duggan for the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Well, we're ready for week one of the playoffs. Today we'll be talking a bit about that in addition to looking back at the week 11 results. In just a moment, uh, Monterey's coach Scott Hughes will join us to talk about his team. Big win for them last night at Wartburg, 68 to nothing. Later in the program, we'll be joined live by Coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees. Upperman finished off a 9-1 campaign on Thursday with a big win over Livingston Academy. They will go in as the number one seed out of Region 4, 4A in the playoffs. We'll also talk via telephone to Coach Jimmy Maynard, made big news this week, announcing his retirement after 42 years of coaching. Coach Maynard had spent the last nine years at Cookville. We'll also talk to White County Coach Mark Frazier. We'll talk about his team's big win over Sequatchie County and uh, talk a bit about Malachi Dowell, who went over 2,000 yards rushing for the season. And Coach Dale Flatt of Livingston Academy also will join us via telephone. Right now, let's run down the scoreboard from this past week, and we'll start out on Wednesday night. Shelbyville beat Cookville 56-7 to to end the Cavaliers season at 1-9. and And as we mentioned, uh, Coach Jimmy Maynard announced his retirement on Thursday. Thursday night, it was Upperman over Livingston 49-6. to Jackson County uh, got a late grand slam for a 6-2 win over Stratford. Very strange score there as Jackson County clinched the number three seed out of Region 5-3A. White County blows out Sequatchie County 49-7. As we mentioned, Malachi Dowell goes over 2,000 yards rushing for the season. On Friday night, Gordonsville with a 21-14 win over previously unbeaten Clay County to claim the Region 4-1A championship. It was Macon County getting a big win on the road in Crossville, 44-10 over Cumberland County. DeKalb County, Stone Memorial, they went to overtime. Stone Memorial scored but missed an extra point in the extra session. DeKalb County claims the number three seed out of Region 4-4A. 21-20, the final score of the win at Stone Memorial. Monterey, as we mentioned, they squeaked by Wartburg last night, 68 to nothing. Mason Bowman decided to end the game early as he had three rushing touchdowns in the first quarter and a pick six in the route for the Monterey Wildcats. It was Lebanon 42, Warren County nothing. Rockwood and York Institute in a bit of a shootout with Rockwood winning 34-27. to Some other area games of interest. Giles County uh, clinches the Region 4-3A championship with a 44-3 win at Cannon County last night. It was East Nashville shutting out Smith County 36 to nothing to claim the Region 5-3A championship. And maybe a bit of an upset. Watertown over number two Trousdale County last night at the Creek Bank. 31-21 to win the Region 4-2A championship. And Red Boiling Springs got their third win of the season. They go on the road and knock off Sunbright 31 
to 21. Right now we're going to talk some Monterey football. Head coach Scott Hughes joins us here at Chick-fil-A this morning. Coach, 68 to nothing, and it uh, sounds like the game was never in doubt after the first quarter. Mason Bowman, a fantastic performance. Uh, I mean, he seemed to, he must have been fired up going into the game last night. Well, he, he had a great night, and uh, I, I think he'll be the first one to tell you uh, it was a testament also to the guys up front and the guys on the perimeter uh, who, who gave him those opportunities. But uh, I don't know the last time I saw a guy have a, have a better first quarter. Uh, you know, he had 190 yards in the first quarter and also added a pick six to that. Uh, finished the night with uh, seven carries, just seven carries uh, for 256 yards and uh, four touchdowns and a pick six. So, uh, you know, I'm going to say it's a pretty good night. That's a pretty darn good night. Seven carries and 256 yards. Coach, what really makes Mason stand out, makes him special, a special football player? Uh, you know, he's a phenomenal young man. Um, and, and I think that's a testament uh, to, to his work ethic and, and those things just kind of play hand in hand. Uh, you know, his character on and off the field and, and, and the way that he handles himself uh, to, pr- to prepare himself to be good on the field. Uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's a special young man. Coach, after two games, you lost two games in a row there. And uh, I know we talked a little bit about your team just – Fall break maybe affecting him a little bit, some bounces here and there that just didn't go your way. Did the mood and the attitude maybe change a bit in practice and preparation for this week's game? You know, our guys know, and, and you know, I, I didn't sugarcoat it. I told them, you know, they were 20 points away from being undefeated and, uh, you know, probably being ranked in the, the top ten in the state and, and, you know, being a region champion. But, you know, ultimately uh, – you're remembered by what you do in the postseason sometimes. And, and if you go win in November, uh, nobody gives a crap what happened in September and October. Right. And, and I'm hoping this football team uh, will take that, and, and that may be their rallying cry because we, we had a different look about us last night. Uh, obviously, in a couple of those losses, uh, you know, I don't think any – you know, obviously somebody beat us, but we, we more, more or less beat ourselves uh, with a couple turnovers here or there or, or just busted assignments. Uh, and that's going to happen. Uh, you know, our schedule this year was – extremely tough uh, you know anybody that that follows football and and understands the the level that we played at this year uh you know and i think that took a grind on us for a while you know it, it's hard to get up nine ten weeks in a row uh and eventually you know you're going to have a couple bad nights or, or eventually you're you're going to have a couple breaks that go against you and and we had that uh but this is a really good football team that i'm very proud of uh, and i'm very excited to coach i'm sure you as a coach have already put it behind you because the past is the past but to the team do they still feel a little sting from that Rockwood loss? Because that's a, that's a difference between first and third place, not just a home playoff game, but a region championship at that. Well, we beat Rockwood. Onada's the one that Onada, got Onada, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, Rockwood beat Onada, which uh, didn't do us any favors because we, you know, typical teenagers, we decided to look at scores and, and not listen to coach. And uh, so it kind of bit us in the hind end a little bit. Uh, but, you know, uh, as we talked about last night, uh, if 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 it was destined to be, it would have been, and and so the the story was for us to to have to fight through some adversity and learn through adversity, and hopefully adversity is going to make this group stronger. I, I, I as weird as it sounds, sometimes I like adversity uh, because I I think it really shows where you're at and and it forces your hand to be a mature team or to be a mature person. And and you know we talk about our football program is way more than just football. Uh, you know, I, 
something that we talk about all the time. We talk about loving our kids and, and having that relationship and, and our players having that relationship and, you know, being more than football. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're excited about the adversity that we've been through, and I think we've learned a lot through this adversity, uh, not only as a team but as individuals. Coach, the playoffs start obviously next week. You go on the road to take on a team in Hampton. I'm sure you're still waiting to do a little bit of scouting on them. What do you know about them so far? Uh, you know, quarterback's a big, big time athlete. Um, they've won a lot of games, and, and traditionally they're pretty good up in that northern East Tennessee area. Uh, they got they got some really good size. Um, you know, it, it'll be a it'll be a huge challenge. We we've got to be probably more mature than a lot of people because we're gonna have to take about a three hour bus ride to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's ironic. Uh, you know, our first round playoff game uh, will be the furthest that we would have to travel. So. Uh, you know, we're going to have to learn how to ride a bus a little bit further. Uh, we're going to have to learn how to break up a day and, and try to get a walk through somewhere, uh, eat lunch, and, and just be really focused on the task at hand. It's going to be a big-time trip, uh, more like a college trip than a, a typical high school trip just because of the way that we're going to do it. Um, you know, but I, I feel our team is ready for the playoffs. I think they're ready to make their legacy known uh, in November. And, and that's sometimes, uh, you know, all that you're remembered by is sometimes what you do in November. Right. And uh, knock on wood, hopefully this team's ready to do that. We're talking with Monterey head football coach Scott Hughes on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, how challenging will it be this year? The playoff landscape a bit different for you. Uh, 2A, of course, going up to East Tennessee to play some teams that you're not familiar with, starting out with Hampton. Do you feel like it'll be a, a, a bit of a challenge this year with the new classification being what it is? Well, you know, obviously it will be a challenge. Uh, you know, we're the – the smallest 2A or second smallest 2A in the state, and and everybody kind of wrote us off. I think we were preseason number four or five in our region. Uh, Some people didn't even have us making the playoffs, and, and, you know, we played for a region championship and ended up tied uh, for first. So, you know, I I, I think that's a testament to our young men in our program and their work ethic. Um, I think anytime you're in the playoffs, it's a challenge at no matter what level. But, you know, there are a lot of unknowns for us, Mm -hmm. just not knowing the landscape, not having the relationship with coaches. Uh, that that presents a different challenge, but at the same time, I think it's good because you see new faces. There, there's not the, you know, the the typical team that you're used to playing or teams that you normally see that everybody talks about. For us, we're going into uncharted waters. We don't know anybody except the teams we've already played in our region. Uh, you know, and our kids are are you know familiar with those teams, uh, but the teams that we can see out of the other region, they have no idea about. So you know, it's kind of that. Uh, it's kind of that unknown. They're just going to show right. up and play. And, and so I'm kind of excited about that. Coach, what makes your team special? What's what's something that really stands out about your group of guys this year? Our camaraderie. Um, it, it's a really it, it's a really pretty close group. It's, uh, it's a group that uh, is a group of knuckleheads at time that, you know, uh, sometimes the the laughter and, and, and all of that kind of makes them go sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a group that – uh, I love to be around on the field. Uh, they they know I'm going to push them. They know I'm going to get on to them. Uh, but it's something that I hope each and every one of them know that when we come off the field, I love them. Uh, and then my phone's always on for them, and I'm always going to be there for them no matter what. Uh, but when you when you see how they interact with each other on the field, when you see how they interact with each other off the field, it doesn't matter if you're a, an eighth and ninth grader. Doesn't matter if you're a senior, you see them talking to each other, you see them sitting in the locker room together, uh, you see them eating lunch together. Uh, and, and so I think I, I'm, I'm a huge team guy. 
Uh, and I think that's what makes teams really, really special is when you're not clicky and, and you know, we, we do a lot of things different than a lot of people. Uh, we, we don't have the senior stigma. Uh, you know, our seniors are cleaning the weight room and the locker room and the field up just like freshmen are. Uh, you know, we, we, we do, you know, like I said, we do things different. It works for us. Uh, but I'm a firm believer that when you see the star senior, he's cleaning the locker room, uh, that sets your culture. Uh, when you see the – the star giving a freshman a ride, I think that sets your culture. Uh, and and I, you know, I tell our guys I'm gonna I'm I'm equal opportunity. I'm gonna get on everybody when they mess up. Uh, and, and I think that pushes guys in our program to understand, uh, you know, you're you're just as valuable no matter what your role is. And and we we preach that daily. Coach Scott Hughes has been our guest this morning on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, looking forward to the playoff run. No, you got a great group of guys, a great team, and very excited to see what you can do in the playoffs. Well, we greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, hopefully the Lord will bless us and uh, bless this team to, to perform to their abilities and uh, keep us safe throughout. Coach Scott Hughes joining us on the High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, the High School Playbook. Covering every school across the Upper Cumberland for you. Some big coaching news this week out of Cookville as head coach Jimmy Maynard announced his retirement this week. We're on the telephone line with Coach Maynard this morning. Coach, what emotions are you going through right now as you step away from high school football? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's kind of a situation that I've, you know, never experienced, so I really don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I guess you can take a deep breath and know that, that – uh, uh, you know the pressures of that is is not with you anymore. You can you know move on to a different segment in your life and and do something different. Not sure what that's going to be, but you know I I will say this: it's been a it's been a great 42 years. I've enjoyed it. I mean it's 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 really not a job. You feel like you you, you know I know a lot of people don't like the job, but I've I've enjoyed my job and enjoyed it for 42 years. And obviously there's parts of it you don't like. I don't like losing. I. Uh, you know, I, that's definitely no fun, but I do enjoy uh, being around the kids and the camaraderie you have with your coaches and, and just, uh, you know, that's all I've ever done. I, I was an athlete, played a lot of sports, and, and I knew from an early age, like seventh grade, that I wanted to be a coach, and, and I pursued that, and, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a good career, uh, and, and, you know, and the people in Cooble have been tremendous. I've been here nine years, and you know, we've had very competitive football teams. The, the, the players have been great. Our faculty, our administration, it's just been its been a good experience for me, for sure. Well, Coach, I know you're going to be missed in the coaching industry. Before we get into talking about uh, the game on Wednesday night and kind of reflecting on this season, where did your coaching career begin, and uh, where are some of the stops that you made along the way? Well, you know, I, I began 42 years ago at White County. I, I graduated from Tennessee Tech, and started right after graduation uh, uh i was there for 10 years i actually started with my high school coach he was the head coach and i was an assistant coach and and uh for six years under him then i became the head coach for four years and so i was there a total of 10 years uh i left there to go to riverdale with coach rankin to be his defensive coordinator and i, I stayed there for five years and, and worked with that program and uh and then I left there and went to Uppermont, and uh, I coached there for four years. We, you know, kind of went into that program. It was, it was pretty down and got that program going pretty pretty well. And 
uh, and then left to go to Smith County and was at Smith County for 14 years. Uh, uh, had a lot of wins at Smith County, a uh, really good program. And actually, I was a, for 10 of those years, I was the principal and football coach. And then I guess the past nine years, I've been here at Cooper High School. So that's kind of stayed around this upper Cumberland area in my 42 years. What do you think the biggest thing that has changed about high school football over the last 42 years that you've seen? Well, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I think the players have gotten much bigger and much stronger as far as, as the players part of it and, 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 and a lot more skillful. You know, I can remember when I first started coaching, you really didn't have to coach the secondary very much because nobody ever threw the football. You know, they, they, everybody ran the football. It was triple option or, or, or wing tee and that type of stuff. And, of course, now it's evolved into, gosh, I mean, empty sets, spread sets, and everything. So, you know, that part of it has changed a lot. And, and you know, I don't know. I, I think uh, uh, the kids, that, that part of it has changed too. I mean, you know, early on there wasn't as many things for kids to do back back in those days when I first started. And, and, and I think now there's a whole lot more for them to do. And, uh, you know, I've been, been fortunate that everywhere I've been, I think our kids have been very dedicated. We've always had very good numbers and our kids have played, which that's, you know, I think that's good because that's not always the case at a lot of places. But, uh, you know, that part of it has changed a little bit. And, and, I, and I don't know because you change yourself in time as a coach and you start doing things different than you did, you know, when you first started. But that's a few things that I can think of right now that's, that's, that's changed for sure. Coach Jimmy Maynard joining us here on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders as he announced his retirement from coaching this week and from Cookville High School as head coach. Uh, coach, your last game, not the way you'd like to go out. And uh, I know, you, you know, every coach hates to lose a, a tough night and uh, frustrating night, I guess. And that seems to have been the theme throughout the season, frustration. Just uh, is that been the maybe the buzzword for this team this year, just frustrating as far as the way games have played out? Well, I, I think some of them have been that way. But, I, you know, last night obviously was uh, uh, a tough night. You know, we knew our quarterback got hurt uh uh, in the Blackman game in the first quarter. So we knew going in, you know, we had a freshman quarterback, and, and he did a tremendous job for a freshman. He, you know, only a couple of days of practice and that type of stuff, but, which makes it hard. But, you know, we played a good, shovel team. I think the record doesn't indicate how good a team they really are because they played a really tough schedule, but they do have a lot of good athletes. And, you know, we had some turnovers. We had, you know, we gave up three touchdowns from the offensive side, two, two fumbles returned for, for touchdowns and a pick six. So, you know, but, I, you know, we didn't play well. I mean, we, we we didn't do a good job blocking. We just really didn't play well. And uh, But that's not always been the case. I think there's been a lot of games that we have played well. We just, you know, we just, for whatever reason, come up on the short end. I mean, just couldn't catch a break here or there. Or, you know, can't convert a fourth down or can't convert down in the red zone when we had a chance to tie a game. Or, you know, it's just one of those years that, it just did not go our way, and and again, I you know we're not, and I and we know this. We're not as talented as we've been in years past, athletically, uh, size wise or speed wise. But our but our kids have tried hard. They played hard. They I said this week in and week out. They always come to practice. They're they're there trying to give us their best effort. Uh, our coaches are working as hard as they've ever worked, and. Uh, there's just some years that, that you're just, you know, you go through that. I've never been through it. I've never had a season like this I, in, in my 42, and it's tough. And it's and, and I told our players, it gets, you know, I'm a competitor, and, 
it gets in my gut, buddy. I don't like to lose, and uh, but I want to compete and try to win every game, and 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 I've done that for 42 years, and, and it's just unfortunate that you know this team was uh, was one and nine, and and that's not what we want to be. That's not a goal that we have, but you know for whatever reason that it happened, and you know we we just have to live with it, and you know know that that we got gave it our best shot and that's all you can ask that's all anybody can do and and, and i told our kids you know sometimes i think and i've said this before you you learn from failure when you're a, in, in in today's society especially in education it's changed so much that we don't uh, kids it's pretty hard for a kid to fail now we don't we don't fail kids i mean we we figure out a way for them to pass and i and i think that's i, I think that's doing an injustice in my personal opinion i think I think you have to learn to fail because at some point in your life you're going to fail, and when you when you don't allow that to happen, then when it does happen, it's it's kind of hard to understand and kind of hard to accept. So, football, you know, you're going to fail in football for sure. I think you know it teaches it teaches those life lessons that that you don't learn other places and other sports, and it's a tough game. Uh, it, it's a grind every every day, every day in practice. It's a grind, and it's tough. You know, when you get knocked on your can, you're out there and it's 95 degrees and you've got on helmets and shoulder pads and somebody across the line is trying to knock your head off. It's a tough sport. And I admire any kid that wants to play the game because I think it's the greatest game and uh, always will. Coach Jimmy Maynard, we wish you all the best moving forward. 485 games coached, 42 years, and uh, we just wish you all the best. Coach Maynard, as always, thank you for taking a few minutes to talk with us today. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for all you all guys do for for high school football. You do a tremendous job. Certainly we are going to miss Coach Jimmy Maynard retiring after 42 years of coaching. The White County Warriors got a big win to wrap up their 2021 high school football campaign. Coach Mark Frazier on the phone line with us this morning. Malachi Dow, Coach, has a big night as he goes over 2,000 yards for the season, went well over 200 yards in the victory over Sequatchie County on Thursday night. How truly special of a season has it been for Malachi? Well, you know, I don't, I don't think you can overstate it, to be honest with you. We, you know, we've gone back and tried to go back through some school records, and it's not really close as far as the single-season rushing record. I think he's he's so far ahead. We've gone back 60, 70 years, so I think that's probably far enough. It's, uh, he's he's uh, he's probably five, 600 yards better than anybody in the school that's came through. Um, you know, to me, some of the most impressive things about the number is his, is his lack of carries. You know, he missed a game. We played it. He did it in nine games. And, uh, you know, he's also, you know, especially early on in the season, we were a little tentative with him without uh, giving him the ball 30, you know, 35 times a game. He's carrying it 20 times a game and running for 250. So his uh, average yard per carry is going to be somewhere around the 11-yard mark. We'll get that number. Uh, fairly soon but to me that's the maybe the most impressive part of it and uh you know on limited carries 2,000 yards and just uh against good competition I think sometimes people underestimate that you know I've always heard hey you know you're a good player you know you win games but hey it wasn't uh you know he's playing Mount Juliet he's playing Green Hill he's going to be a you know number one seeded team uh, and he's running for 300 yards against those guys with guys going to D1 schools all over the place so to me, uh, you know, uh, he, he did it on a team that went five and five and ran for 300 yards against top ranked teams. But to me, that's it makes it even more impressive. So I can't say enough about him. Great kid. I think that's um, 
you know, part of it that people don't really see is the, the rest of the team pulling for him. A senior running backs on our last game said, hey, give him the carry to make sure he gets that number. I mean, that shows, you know, what kind of a kid he is and uh, what people think of him. So very proud of Malachi. And like I said, he'll work hard. He's got another year. So be interested to see what he can accomplish. And I wanted to follow up some on his character, Coach, because ironically, I pull up Twitter every morning, just kind of check sports news mostly. But the first thing I saw this morning was a tweet from Malachi thanking all of those who helped him achieve the milestone. Not, you know, no chest pumping, none of that. He was really thanking everyone that helped him to get there. And uh, you told me before we went on the air here that he busted off a a run that got him to 2,000 yards, but he stopped short of the end zone so a senior teammate can get a a touchdown. Coach, that seems to speak a lot about his character. He seems to really have that special character about him. He does, and I think that's you know, what makes everybody pull for him so much. He's, he's such a humble kid, and uh, and he knows that it's it's not all him. He knows that his offensive line was, was, was spectacular this year. They did a great job, and he knows that uh, the guys around him, those senior guys, he really respects them. And, uh, you know, Javon Strode, he wanted to get him in there. And Javon, uh, you know, any other season would be getting highlighted. I mean, he, he would have – eclipsed a thousand yard mark if Malachi wasn't on there. I'm not sure Javen's around seven, eight hundred yards. So uh him to take that knee down there well, you know, he made it look good. He had a little slide. People were wondering if he did it on uh you know he he even made his slide look good. They weren't sure if he did it on purpose or not. So it was uh, it was it was good. So, you know, very proud of him. Um just excited, like I said about his his character is more impressive than his athleticism and that says a lot because his athleticism is very impressive. So Proud to have him on our team, proud to be his coach, and I look forward to bigger things from him. We're speaking with Coach Mark Frazier, the White County Warriors, here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Uh, coach, the game uh, overall dominating performance, 49-7 to over Sequatchie County, and other than Malachi having a fantastic night running, what all seemed to go right for your football team on Thursday against Sequatchie? Well, I tell you, that, that was, you know, a perfect way for those seniors to go out because of whatever all the things that happened, we we ended up getting a uh, a touchdown pass to Christian Kelso, who's a senior uh, on the edge. He caught he caught a thirty thirty five yard touchdown pass coming out of the half. We got a <clears throat> like sitting you know Malachi goes down to, at the one, so Javon Strode, another senior running back, gets a touchdown. Uh, DJ Paul, we get it to him on the ten. He scores a touchdown. Um. Uh, Garrett Nash, a senior linebacker, gets an interception, and, and you know it, it. It just worked out really well. The kids all got in, and, uh, able to take them off as a group, and the crowd gave them a standing ovation. So it was it was a nice night for the seniors. A good group of kids that we enjoyed coaching these last few years, and excited for them to get a win on their senior night. So it it was very good, and, and very impressed with the way the guys played. It wasn't just seniors that played well, but this is their night. They they did a lot of things and deserve the credit that they got. Coach, as talented as your team has been this year, and I know you go five and five, but seven teams in the region, three teams that have been ranked in the top ten, two that are still ranked in the top ten. Any other year, this White County team is probably in the in the playoffs, and maybe even in any other region. Has that kind of you know been a downer for the team in any way, or are they still just really proud of what they've accomplished this year? You know, it's hard to gauge 16, 17-year-old kids sometimes if they realize uh, you know, if they realize what actually happened there. So, 
you know, the kids are still up. The kids still excited. They were very, very disappointed when we, you know, were, were eliminated from the playoffs. And it took us a few days to get them uh, rebooted to, to try to finish those last two games. But but we as coaches are definitely disappointed. We've talked about looking back on the season of what ifs, you know, we're where, you know, you speak of some of those teams and, you know, we're ahead with, with five, six minutes to go and a few games there to get in regardless of being in a really good region. So, um, it's going to be a, I think a season we look on, especially as coaches, go, oh, man, this was something that could have been really spectacular. And, you know, but you can't, you can't, you know, what's that deal over spilt milk? It's, it is what oh, yeah. it is. You know, the, these other, these other regions, I do feel like we would have gotten in and I don't know that we wouldn't have been a one or two seed in a few regions that were possibilities for us, you know, um, but that we can't change that. So we're going to be happy with what we did. And I'm very proud of that team. I think they're, really good football team i would have liked to seen uh, what kind of noise we could have made if we would got in the playoffs because i do think we were capable of playing with some teams that that are going to go uh, a few rounds deep so but we can't change that and uh so so proud for them and then we'll we'll look back on it with a uh, fond memories in a good season well coach i certainly think the folks of white county and sparta are very proud of this football team they've been fun to watch this year they've done a lot of great things a lot of highlight moments for sure and i expect next year is going to be equally as fun and we're already looking forward to it coach mark frazier the white county warriors coach thank you so much for spending some time with us throughout the season and like i said we appreciate you covering us thanks for having us thank you very much We'll talk some Upperman B's football when we come back to the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook continues. Meet the athletes in your backyard. UCSportsNation.com. Big win to wrap up the season for the Upperman B's on Thursday night as they knock off Livingston Academy 49-6 in the regular season finale to finish 9-1 on the season. Head coach Adam Kane and several members of the Upperman football team here at Chick-fil-A with us this morning. Coach, uh, congrats on a big win, a 9-1 season. And uh, how do you feel about uh, your team's performance going into the playoffs, how they're playing and everything? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it was a big win. Um, you know, I, I'm not really from the area, but, it, you know, people tell me uh, Upperman and Livingston is a is a big rivalry. Oh, yeah. Um, it's become a big rivalry, you know, in the four years that I've played against them. They're very intense games. And uh, so it was important for us, um, you know, to come out and, and uh, you know, kind of assert ourselves in the game and, and uh, you know, come away with a victory. Um, you know, and one thing that I've, I've learned over the last four or five weeks is, you know, when, when these guys are locked in and, and uh, focused, uh, we're, we're a pretty good football team. So the key is to, you know, try to figure out how we can do that for four quarters because uh, everything changes this Friday and uh, everything gets a little more intense and uh, there needs to be a little more urgency from everyone if, if uh, they want to keep playing. But um, it's a good group. i got a, a – big group of seniors that play and I think it means a lot more to a senior than it does you know maybe some younger guys and so I'm excited uh you know we we play into the Chattanooga region uh region three uh 4a and so they, they got good teams I mean they, they they're um probably a little little different style of play than what we play um but they got good size, good speed, and they can all throw the ball around. So, uh, you know, it'll be a challenge for us, but I hope that, uh, you know, we've done the 
put in the time and effort, and we're up up to meet that challenge. What really changes in your mindset going into the playoffs? I know, I mean, every game's an elimination game, basically from here on out. Yeah, I, I think you said it. I think you know, anytime that happens, uh, anytime that's the case, um, at some point during the the week or um, you know the ball game, uh, it's going to hit you that mm-hmm. I ever you know start making plays or this might be the last time I put this uniform on and uh you know I can remember it as a player and uh you know we we I remember uh going into overtime in a playoff game as a senior and uh you know it, it hits you pretty quickly right then and there and it it kind of heightens your awareness and your focus um so you're hoping you can get that point across to them during the week um that everything needs to be kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, your awareness, your urgency needs to be, uh, you know, on alert pretty much the whole time. And so that, that that's going to be the message from me. And uh, I think we're fully aware after the last couple of years that anybody can – any opponent can play well on a Friday night and, and, and beat you. So you, you, you want to make sure you're – play your best game uh your last game needs to be your best game not one of your worst games so we're speaking with coach adam kane upperman head football coach here on the high school playbook presented by mountain barn builders coach you get ready for saudi daisy coming in next friday night and uh what have you seen from saudi thus far and some things that uh, are going to things you're going to be concerned about going into practice this week yeah, you know, nowadays you, it doesn't take long to uh, accumulate some film. I've, I've got, you know, five or six of their games already, and I, and I haven't even traded with them yet. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll probably have most of their stuff. I tend to focus on the last four or five games that they've played. I mean, they, they, they look like a opponent we played two weeks ago uh offensively it looks like walker valley uh they've got a quarterback who i believe is a junior he can throw the ball um uh, he's got good running ability um they operate out of a spread offensive set so you know we at times that's given us issues this year uh at times we play really well against the spread stuff so um you know we'll we'll be prepared and and um, you know defensively it looks to me like they're basing out of a four down defense and um, you know nothing nothing special they they play hard um, and they got some kids that can run around and it looks like some pretty big defensive linemen um, but they're a quality opponent I, I think they I know they're four and six on the season but I think they've won three straight. Um, you know, it, it always seems to be, um, you know, the four seed that we play always seems to be kind of on a roll <laughs> <laughs> right there at the end. Um, but it's important, you know, when to be playing good ball, and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure they're playing their best ball of the year. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to call around and figure out if they were injured early on or what was the deal. Um, why did they struggle out of the gate? But they look like a quality football team that, uh, you know, is going to probably come up here and try to give us their best shot. 
We've got several Opperman players who are here with us this morning at uh, Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. When we come back, we'll talk a little football with them. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Buffaloes and Blue Devils and Bulldogs. We've got your team covered. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Upperman football in the house with us this morning. We've got several players we're going to be talking to in just a moment. We've got uh, some seniors, Wes Bowles. We've got Eli Randolph, Carter Shanks, Daniel Metzger, and uh, Jalen McClellan all with us today here on the high school play. But, Coach, uh, tell us about this senior class. And I know senior night was Thursday night. What makes these guys special? Yeah, well, um, this is my seventh year as a head coach. Um I spent three years at a at a different school and then came here, so this is my fourth year here. Mm-hmm. So this is the first group of young men that has actually survived with me for four <laughs> years. So that's pretty special in itself. Um, you know, the higher level you play, you know, one through six A and 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 all that, the more it's more important to be heavy seniors um you know we're 4a now and um you know if you're playing a lot of young 15 year old guys on friday nights they better be pretty special or uh you know you're probably going to take some lumps and so it's very important that guys stick with the program these guys have all been with me all four years um, and so I think that's, you know, iron sharpens iron, I believe is the saying. And so I try to sharpen them. They don't realize it, but they sharpen me every day too. So it's just, uh, to me, a tribute to their toughness and their, uh, you know, mental toughness and that sort of thing, which I think is important in football. You know, I, I think, Nowadays, when things get tough, it's too easy to just quit. Right. Quit and walk away, act like you don't care, you know, whatever it may be. Um, One thing I've noticed about this group is when things get tough, they stick together even more and play even harder and and focus even more. And, And so, like I said before, I think those kind of qualities lend lend themselves to, you know, hopefully making a little playoff push here. So I'm proud of these guys, and, and uh, you know, hopefully they can bring it home for us. Well, let's get them up to the microphone and talk a little bit. We'll start with Wes Bowles, a guard for the uh, Upperman team. Uh, Wes, I guess the one thing I want to ask you right off the top, how does it feel being a senior and uh, this being your last year of high school football? Uh, it feels great, to be honest with you, uh, just how hard we worked over four years to finally see it start paying off and all the chips are laying down how they're supposed to. So it's just really exciting to get these opportunities after four years. What's the feeling of this team having won the region championship and going into the postseason now? Uh, I feel like we're getting really hot at the right time. And, uh, you know, we've won four in a row, so this is a four-peat. So we're finally proving to everybody that we're just like all the other teams that we can be just as good and even better. Let's go to Eli Randolph, middle linebacker for the team. And, uh, uh, Eli, what do you think might change in ter- in terms of intensity and focus and everything as you get into practice and get ready for these playoff games? Uh, I think it's going to get way more intense than regular season games. The competition is going to get tougher as we go farther into it. <clears throat> what, 
What's the one thing about this team that you think really makes it a, a great team? Is it a camaraderie? What is it that really makes it special? Uh, just a lot of the starters. We've all played together since we were five or six years old. We've been together for years, and we've uh, we won the middle school conference championship. We want to try to bring home the state this year. All right. We'll move over to Carter Shanks, cornerback for the team. And, uh, uh, Carter, how far can this Upperman team go? Do you think you can make it all the way to Chattanooga? Uh, yeah, I think we can all make it all the way to Chattanooga. I think we got a really good team, and I think we can just pull it together. What makes this group of seniors really special for this Upperman team? Uh, we just all have a bond. like It's like a brotherhood out there. We've all, back in the summer, we had a football camp, and I think we all just grew together there. All right, let's go to Daniel Metzger. Daniel, you're the only one I've got that's listed as a, a, a playing on both sides of the field, wide receiver and cornerback. Do you like offense better or defense? Uh, I don't think Coach is going to like the answer to this, but I have to, <laughs> I have to say offense better. And <laughs> Coach has done sending him to the showers. <laughs> what is it about offense you really enjoy? I mean, there's just nothing like scoring a touchdown on a Friday night and hearing the crowd go wild. Man, can't feel that anywhere else, really. Daniel, what does it feel like to you to be a senior this year and know that this is your last year of high school football? I mean, just makes every game mean so much more to you. And uh, you don't want to let your teammates down, don't want to go home, and just means everything. All right, we'll go over to – is it J.N. McClellan Did I? Jaron McClellan. I, I thought I said it wrong earlier. Jaron, you're listed as a defensive end, so that means you're getting after the quarterback a lot, I assume. What's it like when you, you know that you got a straight shot at the quarterback? What kind of feeling do you get? Uh, it's basically like giving free money. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants it. It's, it's all right. Uh, it's just intense, man. It's exciting. As you look back as a senior, what's a memory maybe that sticks out over the course of the last four years, a special memory for you on the football field? Uh, for me, I'd say, honestly, getting the win over Livingston. You know, they ended our season, my our perfect season, my sophomore year. And then our junior year, we were starting to get on a roll, playing good ball, and then out of nowhere, we just get beat in a game that we feel like we should have won. And it just, it was tough. What would you say about this group of seniors as a whole that, uh, you know, really makes you stand out as a senior class? Uh, you know, the love is real. Like, we, we're really brothers. We all actually love each other. Uh, we've, done, we've been through so many different things together. It's just, it's great, man. Well, guys, we wish you the best of luck moving forward. I'm uh, excited to see a big postseason run coming up from Upperman. Coach Kane, thank you so much for coming out this morning, and good luck to you and the Bees uh, throughout the playoffs. Thanks a lot. Coach Adam Kane and players from the Upperman High School football team joining us this morning on the High School Playbook. Warriors and Cavaliers in action. Wildcats and Panthers on the prowl. We've got them covered. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. The Livingston Academy Wildcats had their season wrapped up earlier this week as we talked to, to Upperman coach Adam Kane. It was the Bees, of course, that... Uh, Finished up the season for Livingston Academy, 49-6, the final score there. Coach Dale Flatt of Livingston Academy joins us via telephone. Coach Flatt, what really stood out to you about that Upperman football team? Well, I think they're, they're uh, I guess, well-balanced as far as offense, defense, running the ball, uh, throwing the ball, uh, 
you know, pass coverage, uh, going against the run on us. Uh, I, I think a well-balanced team all around. A lot of people are going to look at Upperman and say, well, they were 3A last year and they stepped up to 4A this year. I don't know if they're all that even with the record. But you've seen a lot of football teams, Coach. Do you think they've got the kind of balance that will allow them to compete in the playoffs? I think so. Uh, I really, you know, I, I really, uh, as far as teams around in our region, uh, you know, I, I haven't checked on them a whole lot. Don't really know what's out there except for around in our area. But, but uh, you know, like I said, I think they're well balanced. Uh, you know, I think uh, they, they could go far. It, you know, it, it kind of depends on uh, kind of the draw, you know, whether they get a good bracket, whether they don't get a good bracket or whatever. But, but, uh, but, but like I said, I, I, I think they, they could do that. Yeah, the draw always determines a lot because a lot of years you've got regions matching up that might have the two best teams in the entire classification. You might actually end up with a quarterfinal round game that, uh, you know, most years could be a championship game, so you, you always have that to deal with. Coach, looking at your Livingston team and uh, just the performance on Thursday night, what what uh, really made you proud about your football team in the last game of the regular season? You know, it, it was kind of a rough night for us. And, uh, you know, of course, a sloppy night. It was raining and uh, as muddy as all get out. And, uh, you know, but the thing about our kids is, it, and this is the way it's been all through the whole season, and, and it's been a hard season for our kids, of course, not winning games and, and stuff like that. But they don't quit. You know, they just keep on trying. And, and that's something that we, we try to focus on with them. Uh, you know, as far as uh, going up against the Upperman team, and I, I seen last night that they had 17 seniors, um, you know, and, and going up against a team like that and most of the teams that we played all year, uh, it, you know, our kids are, are 14 years old going against 18-year-olds, and they don't quit. And, and that's uh, – you can't ask for any more than that. You know, you, you, want your, you want your players to play hard, whether they win or lose or – or, or, you know, even if they make mistakes, that's okay if, they, if they're playing hard. Sometimes that gets lost in transla translation a little bit, Coach, when you have a young team and you're talking about kids that are 14 and 15 as compared to 17 and 18. How big a jump really is that? And we're talking about physically, mentally, emotionally. How big a difference do you see in those ages? Oh, I see a big difference. You know, you, you talk about it. And one of the things, of course, I've, I've coached here for several years, and and one of the things that I've, I've noticed, and, and, and it's kind of a funny thing, I guess, but uh, uh, when we pull up to the field house to go to practice, there's no cars in the parking lot. They ain't driving yet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the things, you know, and, and you just uh, you think of a – uh, an 18-year-old boy, you know, he, he's a man, you know, he's he's a man there. And you take a 14-year-old boy and he's, you know, he's he's not got there yet, you know. And, and so, you know, we uh, one of the big things that we're going to focus on this winter is, is weightlifting. We're going we're gonna to get in that weight room and, and we're going to work hard at that. Clay County, excuse me, Livingston Academy coach 
Dale Flatt joining us on the High School Playbook. We know much brighter days are ahead for the Wildcats with the hard work being put in by Coach Flatt and his coaches as well as the players on the football team. Well, let's run down the matchups for round one of the state playoffs that will be coming up next Friday night. In Class 1A, Clay County at 9-1 will be hosting Sale Creek in the first round. Monterey, as we spoke earlier to Coach Scott Hughes, at 6-4 will travel to 6-2 Hampton. York Institute at 3-7 in Class 2A will also be traveling next week as they will head up to 8-2 South Green. It will be 4-5 Jackson County on the road to take on 8-1 Waverly. Saudi Daisy at 4-6 will be visiting 9-1 Upperman in Class 4A. Also in Class 4A, DeKalb County at 6-4. They will travel to East Hamilton, who finished 8-2 on the regular season. 6-4 Stone Memorial will travel down to Chattanooga to take on 6-3 Red Bank. And the Warren County Pioneers may have the toughest first-round draw of anyone seriously in the state. And as uh, Warren County, the Pioneers will travel to Murfreesboro to take on arguably the best high school football team in the state, the 10-0 and Oakland Patriots. Other area matchups, it will be the 9-1 Gordonsville Tigers hosting Copper Basin. Red Boiling Springs in the playoffs will travel down to take on South Pittsburgh next Friday night. It'll be the Watertown Purple Tigers at home against Bledsoe County. It'll be Tyner Academy visiting the Creek Bank in Trousdale County. The Smith County Owls with a home playoff game as they will host Fairview next week. Signal Mountain will visit Woodbury Cannon County with a home playoff game, their best season since 2009 as they finish the regular season at 6-4 and four and get a home playoff game for the first time in those 12 years. And Macon County will be at home against 6-2 and two Chattanooga Central. Want to thank our on-site producer today, Katie Topol. Our studio producer is Will Hearn. For the High School Playbook, presented by Mountain Barn Builders, I'm Tom Duggan saying so long from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed, added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close, Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action online now. UCSportsNation.com.